This is a UOA on campus production. This podcast was recorded on Ghana land. We acknowledge the Ghana people as the original custodians of the land and pay our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. You'll want to make a note. Should you be taking notes or something? You got a pencil? Write this down quick. Why aren't you taking notes? Write this down. Aren't you going to write this down? Did you need me to take notes? Please take notes. And welcome to Take Note, the podcast where we give you the best notes on everything you need to know from the day you start uni to the day you graduate. I'm your host and current honours student, Shannon, and today I'll be chatting you through what to expect now that you're at uni, because you made it. Congrats. Now what? Today, we'll be chatting with U of A student Lavish and student counsellor Heather about starting uni and all the overwhelming, stressful and exciting feelings that come with it. We'll also find out where to find U of A's queer networks, what to take on your first day, and we'll give you the rundown of O-Week. Starting uni can be a stressful time with lots of new things coming at you all at once, along with the uncertainty about what to expect once you get to class. It's a big transition and it's okay if you're feeling overwhelmed. It's totally normal. But we thought what better way to get a head start on what to expect at uni than to have a chat with the people who have done it before and know how to handle a stressful situation. So I'd like to welcome Lavish, a second year student from Adelaide Uni and Heather, one of our university counsellors to the podcast to chat with us about what it's like to be a new student and how to ease your nerves. Thank you both for joining me on this very exciting first episode of Take Note. (laughs) So Lavish, how was it for you when you first started uni? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I first started uni, I was really overwhelmed because the setting is really different compared to high school where you know your friends and you know who's who. But in university, there's a lot of people and I guess finding your tribe in the beginning can be a bit hard. So I found it a bit overwhelming. And um, the study load was also quite different. So we had a lot of assignments and getting used to Canvas, which is the software that we use at university was also a big one. But yeah, with time, practice and just socializing and putting in the effort, I think I have able to become more accustomed to that. Yeah. Totally. And do you remember a bit about how you were sort of feeling at that time when you were first sort of, you know, looking at that first timetable in your first semester? I was super overwhelmed because um, before this one, I thought of doing a double degree and I was considering my electives and I had like a lot of clashes and deciding where to go. And I also realized that you have to be super quick when you get your classes because they get filled up pretty quickly, especially for us first years. Um, I also had clashes, so I had to contact Ask Adelaide. So yeah, it was it was really scary in the beginning. It was daunting. I still remember going to my first lecture theatre and just feeling super nervous about how it's going to go because I had no idea how they were going to address the topic, how um, it is. But yeah, it was scary for me. Definitely. Sounds like you had a bit of everything going at you yeah. <laughs> to begin it off. I remember back when I started uni, I was quite irritable actually because mm-hmm. I was just feeling very stressed, but I, I found myself just annoyed at everything. And I think it was just a bit of background stress. And it wasn't until after I'd started, I realized that that's what it was. It was this anxiety, I guess, about starting something new. So Heather, what are some of the signs that, you know, someone might be experiencing when they're sort of feeling those heightened levels of stress? You know, I didn't even realize I was stressed until after. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's a really good point. I think, yeah, feeling annoyed and aggravated can be one of the signs if you're not usually an annoyed or aggravated person. And often people can become aware or do know their own personal signs of becoming um, really, really stressed. Um, and so I really encourage people just to listen to their body and is it doing what it normally does. Um, but some signs are feeling agitated, sometimes hot, some shaky, um, heart racing, breathing quickly, or maybe even just not being their usual self. Um, sort of um, more confused, more distracted, more disorganised if you're used to actually um, being those things, being organised and everything. Yeah, and, you know, what is it, I guess, about that transition to university that sort of, I guess, can trigger so much of those stress responses? Well, I think that we sort of... Um, talked about some of those things about, you know, there being so many um, people at university. Um, there are so many changes. And if someone had been a school leaver, they've been kind of like the big uh, fish in a small pond. So they've been sort of the seniors on campus, um, known by everybody. Um, and they've come to uni and they're one of thousands and can feel really lost. Um, or they might be leaving the workplace to come back to uni. And so there's changes around finances um, and day structure. Or of course, um, coming uh, as an international student, um, sort of coming to a different country, getting used to um, different ways. Um, and with all of those could come different kind of work schedules, like part-time work, different accommodation um, and being, you know, not having your tribe around you. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you as a student counsellor, you deal with a lot of students sort of through that period. You know, what do you find, I guess, are some of the most common like pain points for students during mm. orientation? I think not knowing many people often. If, if people are really lucky, they may come with a cohort, um, you know, that they know, but that's actually not necessarily always the case. So people come in the, in the hopes that they'll find people, they'll find people they connect with, find their tribe. Um, not feeling sure, sometimes that's okay for some people, but for others who need to know, not feeling sure about anything because everything's up in the air can be really um, quite distressing. There might be self-doubt, there might be homesickness um, and sometimes there's real grief of the situation that they might have left behind. So homesickness, so, so grieving the people that they're not with anymore, um, grief their, their, um, their country, their home, different state, different university, different setting and perhaps, um, you know, their school. And so we, we don't sort of underestimate the power of that grief into making us feel sort of not quite right. Um, the fact that there are lots of students and that can be really quite intimidating um, and not being known and not being seen in that first instance can make you feel a bit lost and unsure as well. And Lavish, what were the things that sort of, I guess, made you the most nervous when you were sort of first coming to uni? Um, so what I would say made me a lot nervous was that um, I didn't have a lot of friends in my cohort. So I guess initiating the conversation with others in order to uh, mingle with them, find people with similar interests, that can be a bit overwhelming in the beginning. I think um, it's more common than one would think. Um, the other thing was trying to manage all the the, the requirements of the courses because um, your study load does increase and it's, um, it is gradual compared to high school, but um, you still need to learn to get those assignments um, before the due date so that you are on track of everything. 
So yeah, just work-life commitments as well. Just trying to balance it all um, at the same time can be a bit overwhelming. Yeah, it's a completely new lifestyle yeah. that you're taking on when you exactly. get into uni. Yeah. yeah. And how was it when you actually like finally did start your classes and get into the semester? Like was things as scary as you thought they would be or was it a little bit different to how you expected it? It was different definitely because it was more online. So it was overwhelming in the beginning, but when I, you know, engaged with the topic, when I actually talked to people, I found that um, it was easier than I thought. Um, just putting in the effort and when you get the reward back from it, that kind of increases your confidence um, going forward. So I think it's the first time that's the hardest, but once you're able to overcome that hurdle, things do become easier, they do become smoother. And in terms of socializing, I've also found that just, you know, talking to people, not expecting anything, you'll be surprised by how um, good of a result you can get in return from that as well. Yeah, and so Heather, LaVisha's experience is quite common, you know, where they, yeah. those things are feeling really nervous, but then, you know, it's actually not as bad once you get stuck into it. But for those first sort of, I guess, bits, you know, what is there that new students can do to sort of help make that time a little bit easier? Oh, I think LaVish has um, got some great ideas right there because I actually think um, get to know as many people as possible is a really, a really good way to start. And you can do that um, through signing up to clubs, um, talking to the people in your classes and workshops. Um, and if you're um, in accommodation, getting to know as many people within the accommodation as you can trying new things, like you're in a different situation. So sort of have a bit of a, an explorer mindset to so try new things. And um, a really good tip is to really get to know the university, sort of explore everywhere when there aren't very many people around so that you have some confidence to find where you need to go. And I think that sometimes some of that fear can be really a little bit freezing as well. Um, and I think that, um, as Lavish sort of indicated, that talking to people, don't have any expectations about it, but just sort of expect they're probably feeling the similar feelings, but it can actually help you feel connected, not just to the people, but to the university and to your new situation as well. That is such great advice. And we'll be back to hear more from Lavish and Heather after a quick break. Hey there, fellow students. Welcome to A Mindful Moment, brought to you by the Student Health and Wellbeing Team. My name is Josh, and I'm thrilled to guide you through this brief pause to help you recharge and refocus. University is an exciting time filled with loads of new experiences and opportunities. And most of us want to start this journey off well and in style by going all out at the various O-Week events. But you might find yourself facing a barrage of new information, which can lead to feelings of being lost, confused, or anxious. These feelings can be associated with information overload. So we can deal with this by following the simple acronym STOP S. Stay kind to ourselves by recognizing that this is a normal experience and that we aren't alone in it. And being kind to ourselves if we forget something especially when we're surrounded by a lot of new experiences. T, take a few long, deep breaths to help yourself feel grounded. O, open up your notes on your phones to keep track of thoughts and information that comes up during your first few weeks of uni. And last, P, prioritize. Set goals for yourself for uni 
but also goals for self-care. And don't be afraid to prioritise yourself and your mental health. It will help you in the long run. Thanks for taking this moment with me. Your well-being is important. And until next time, take care and be kind to yourself. Be sure to subscribe to Wellbeing Tips online and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at UOA Student Wellbeing. There are a lot of things that are available to students, such as, you know, coming to the campus early and checking out all the buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also things like O-Week, which sort of give everyone a chance to sort of, I guess, settle into the university and get to understand the, the vibe even just of the university. So like Lavish, for example, like how do things like O-Week impact your experience? I think when I went to O-Week, I got to meet a lot of the course coordinators. Um, expectations were set to us as to how the program is. You know, we could ask them a lot of questions. Um, and there was free food, which was amazing. So it was, it was a party. So it was a and, winner. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And um, some of the best friends that I have right now, I met them at orientation week. So it's like mm-hmm. you've got people similar to you in the same in the same boat as you. So you can talk to them. And I think that's pretty good. It's a good opportunity for everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very common. Someone else I know has... It's one of their best friends now is someone they met in their very first program talk at O-Week. So, you know, that's quite a common experience. Um, But not everyone, I guess, is as, you know, confident or outgoing when it comes to talking to, you know, new people when you're in this new environment. So, Heather, for people that are a bit shy or a bit more of an introvert, what are some tools that they could use to sort of initiate those first conversations with people in classes or at university events? I think in the first instance is about setting up the situation. And like um, Lavish said, you know, you, you, you're meeting people at O-Week, you're meeting people in your courses. There's kind of, I guess it's a bit of an assumption, but it's a realistic one that these are people that have the same interests as you. And so in the same way, if you're joining clubs, um, you know, you, if you're joining something that's really interesting to you um, and other people are joining, you've already got some shared interests, which is a bit of a one hurdle that you've overcome. And so that's just a bit of a tip. I think it's okay to have a few set introductory things to say. Um, first of all, going in with a mindset and a knowledge, and I can say this hand on heart, that sometimes people look really confident and that they've really, you know, they're all, they're all together mm. and you feel like you're all crumbling apart. Mm. But the reality is that most people have really quite heightened feelings coming to uni. They're all a bit anxious, all a bit worried. Um, but you can have some set introductory phrases um, that you can practice and that might seem really strange to say, but it's actually really fine. Mm. And it can just be simple things. Um, you know, are you from Adelaide? Um, what accommodation are you in? What classes are you taking? That kind of thing. It's okay to have that. And because usually there'll be a response and then a natural, you've broken the you've broken the back of your your shyness. And, and nervousness by actually asking something and then hopefully a conversation will flow from there. Yeah, I think adding on to that, um, there's also like a service for international students called Talking with Aussies where you get volunteers who actually like chat with students for one hour just so that they can get used to the Australian lingo and it, it helps build their confidence. I think that's also another great service for them. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. And, you know, for, I guess for both of you, what are some of your top tips, you know, for new students as, as they are embarking on those very first classes? Mm, I think um, an easy a go-to for me is the 25% rule. So I came up with this rule when I was brand new to university. So I had, I'm someone who's um, a bit of a perfectionist. 
I have really high expectations for myself. So as you could have guessed, the 25 rule is basically if I say I have to do like, if I have to do a task, I break it down by half, then I break it down by half again. And then I um, change my goal that way. And the other thing I do is I operationalize tasks. So instead of saying, oh, I need to get an HD on the test, I say things like, oh, at 3 p.m. today, I'm going to sit down on my desk, I'm going to open the textbook, and I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to ask questions from my course coordinators. And yeah, operationalizing things makes it um, easier for you because rather than having a goal, you have an action. You know what you can actually do to achieve that goal. That's so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. I, I want to say that's really great too. I think that um, it's much easier to set up systems, which you're talking about in operationally, opera, <laughs> <laughs> um, set up systems to achieve a goal rather than to have the goal. Yeah. Um, and because that's going to ensure that you actually get things done. Yeah you know, in line with what you want to happen in the big picture. Mm -hmm. So I think that's great. That's awesome. Mm. And, you know, if someone is listening to this and is, you know, feeling all the feelings about starting uni, what are some of the places that they can go to sort of get that support with that transition? I just want to really normalise all the feeling (laughs) because I think that sometimes people think I'm feeling this anxious, I'm having these symptoms that are telling me that I'm stressed, you know, something must be wrong with me. But but really it's actually really normal to feel stress and anxious um, coming to uni. In fact, it's almost strange if you didn't feel that way. Mm. Um, And so first of all, having the feeling, just know that you are one of the majority that are having these feelings. So I think that's a really, a really good thing to know. Um, And so, but if you are anxious because everything's unknown, there are lots of tips within your faculty and within the student success team and online there's um, student support um, on the university website that you can go and have a look at with so many tips. Within that, there's the wellbeing hub, which has study tips, socialising tips, relationship tips, um, and stress and anxiety tips and mental health tips as well. So it's a wealth of information and I'd really encourage people to have a look at that. Um, I think talking with other students, most will be feeling similar feelings and I think as Lavish said, you know, go in with an expectation that people will want to, most people will want to talk back, will want to connect as well. And so you've got a pretty high high chance of success if you just start talking to people. I think um, if if some of the anxiety persists, if it's starting to get in the way of actually, um, you know, of talking to people, of actually starting to get into your work, you're feeling that it's become a bit of an obstacle, there's counselling support, which is where um, I come in and all of my colleagues come in. Um, and so we have really experienced counsellors in the counselling team um, and they can provide further strategies as well. Amazing. And did you find you had any support services that were your go-to, Lavish? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I had some assignments this semester that were quite overwhelming for me. So I had to write a 2,000-word report. I had not done anything like that before and it was uh, related to epidemiology which I hadn't studied ever before. So I was um, really overwhelmed, really anxious about that one. Um, The support service that I went to was the writing centre. Yeah, they have got appointments. They've got um, drop-ins as well. I think they're starting soon. Um, So I went to Michael. He, uh, I believe, runs the drop-in sessions and he was really um, helpful in helping me organise my uh, paragraph structures more, 
helped me better structure uh, my sentences, um, helped me with referencing. Um, other than that, I also actually approached the Math Learning Center for a lot of my courses. And a common assumption is that the Math Learning Center is just for like mathematical courses. It's really not because math is has been in 90% of my courses and they are really well equipped with dealing with anything related to math. So, I so think that's including stats? Yeah, including statistics. They are yeah. amazing at, at it, yeah. And I think um, sometimes people think that if I'm approaching the support services, I may, like, look dumb. I don't think that's the case because, yeah, I, I mean, 90% of my friends have reached out to it and I think it just helps you grow your skill set. So I think having that growth mindset is super helpful. A hundred percent, you know, you're basically just upskilling if you're sort of thinking about it like that, where how do you learn to be a better writer? You go to places like the Writing Centre and you get that help. I think there's actually a real strength in reaching out for support. I mm. think it shows strength rather than, you know, perhaps, you know, not knowing enough or or uh, feeling that you're not good enough. Mm. I think it's a really excellent um, mindset that you're talking about, that growth mindset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And lastly, and most importantly, what's at the forefront of minds of every student, I think, is a good feed. Um, so where are your favourite places on campus to get a tasty lunch or a study snack? Mm, I often get tempeh at the Brax. Um, I know the guy who runs the place and he's really friendly and the food is just amazing. So that's the one I would recommend. Uh, what I go back to mostly is the mushroom pizza at the Unibar. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. And also uh, Taste Forget has amazing pastries. There you go. Hot tips coming in. Well, thank you so much to both of you for sharing your thoughts and expertise with us. I'm sure a lot of students can learn a lot from you both. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks a lot. It's the night before your first day of classes and you're raring to go, but the stress about what to take is keeping you up all night. Well, never fear. We're going to run you through what our students pack for a day of study. Obviously, you will need a laptop or tablet, a notebook and pens, headphones, and of course, your emotional support water bottle. But what else might you need? Pack of cards. Sometimes you've got to play cards. Like, you never know. You never know when, but it, it, it happens. I like bringing something to do with my hands, like crochet, just to keep me occupied sometimes during lectures if I don't feel like taking notes. I'm really loud to avoid like the raining days. Students to carry their headphones, basically, so whenever they get their free time, they could probably listen to a podcast or music. So, water bottle, obviously, my notebook, um, the book I'm reading at the moment, a random t-shirt, and my charger. I think the biggest one is every single charger that I own for every device, because it's so annoying when you... Start, things start to die and you don't have them on you. That's the biggest thing. So I used to carry around a little like UV light because I have a tattoo on my wrist that is in UV ink. So basically it glows under UV light. So it used to be a fun kind of trick. I'd be like, guys, who wants to see my glowing tattoo? So for me, it's definitely like a wall charger with USB-A and USB-C. So I can charge both my phone and also like my iPad if it goes flat. I normally do keep a shopping bag inside my bag because I... Yeah, whenever I go for shopping after uni or something like that. And one other thing is my post-it, uh, which I normally just chuck inside my bag. Ah, oh, a little bit of everything. I will not leave my house without my headphones because long bus rides and everything. And oh, my bag is so heavy. So I re really recommend uh, bringing in a backpack instead. So not like one of those tote bags. So yeah, that's what I got today. Um, apart from a really good calculator, if you're doing a science... Program, I think a reusable cup for coffee. 
So I love to chuck my Rubik's Cube in my bag. You know, those long bus rides to uni. Also, just if I get bored during class, it's just nice to have something to fidget with. I guess what sticks out to me is like I keep lip balm and moisturizer in my bag a lot because I, I get like dry hands and dry lips all the time. So that's what I keep in my bag. Uh, might be a bit old fashioned, maybe, but a diary just to keep track of, you know, what study I have to do each night and kind of stay organized. You'll be meeting so many new people in your classes, but introducing yourself can be a bit intimidating and it can be tough to navigate how to let people know your pronouns. I decided to see what current student and staff member, queer influencer and member of U of A's Ally Network, Dallaster, had to say about their experience and tell us a bit about the queer networks on campus. So thank you so much for joining me today, Dallaster. Thank you so much for having me. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Um, so when you were first starting uni, how did you introduce yourself to other students? Uh, I think it was a case of having to get over some of those initial nerves. When you are starting in a new sphere, whether that's uni or anything else, it can be really anxiety-inducing to be with new people that you've never really met before, come from all walks of life. So sometimes you just have to be a little bit brave and that can be hard, but it gets easier with time. Um, when it came to like introducing myself to lecturers and tutors, initially I found it really helpful to email, send a little like introductory email of, hello, this is who I am. Here are my pronouns. Here's a bit about me. Um, I had a disability action plan. So I was able to slip that in at the same time and and get all those kind of early on accommodations sorted and all that really important information right off the bat. Talking to the students in class, just trying to up a casual conversation, um, I like to compliment people, I like your shirt, <laughs> I like your your laptop, you've got cool stickers, just to kind of warm the atmosphere up. It makes it easier if you can make friends and kind of support each other. Yeah, totally. So, you know, once you've got into class and things like that, I guess you sort of already answered it, but um, how did you, I guess, navigate your pronouns with your tutors in particular? Because I think that's probably even more intimidating than other students for people. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like I said, introductory emails are really great for anybody you're going to be working with the uni, whether that's um, your tutors, your lecturers, if you've got, you know, a support person, getting them an email. This is who I am. I'm taking your class. I'm in this degree. Here are my pronouns right off the back. It's also a little good step up as well. The tutors know that you're excited to be in their class. There's a face and a name they can look out for, kind of get that rapport going. I also found that um, like often classes, they'll do like an icebreaker Mm. and everyone's like, oh no, cringe icebreaker. (laughs) But that's a really good opportunity to set the bar and also like be a bit of a leader as well. Um, So if they've said, you know, introduce your name and a fun fact about you, introduce your name, your pronouns and a fun fact about you. Totally. And if you start or someone starts that, you'll find that everyone else in the class will follow. So even if you're like, I don't want to do it myself because like, you know, if you're somebody who's early in transition, you don't really want to be like, hi, it's me. I'm the trans person with the different pronouns than you expect. Surprise. (laughs) Um, If you want to kind of have a friend who, you know, grab an ally and be like, hey, I'm a bit nervous about this. Would you mind starting and, you know, introducing yourself with your pronouns and make it the norm? It's something that everyone has pronouns. It's not a unique thing to the trans and gender diverse community. Mm. Um, So just introduce your pronouns no matter who you are um, and you'll be helping somebody else along the way. Yeah, that's such great advice. And, you know, I found in my time at uni, you know, that pronoun thing has been a lot more um, sort of, I guess, highlighted in a way, you know, in those introductions and things like that. Have have you found like the university quite like, you know, open and things like to that sort of thing? 
Yeah, I think the university has actually done a really good job at being um, more embracing of gender diverse peoples. We've even found like when at my uni, the system we use um, to deliver your online content, they introduced a plugin to um, actually put your pronouns in your profile. And as soon as we knew about it, it was implemented. Um, so yeah, you can go in and put in your my uni bio, my pronouns are they, them, she, her, you know, whatever they are. That's that's already there. You're already in the system um, and people can already find that. Same with email signatures. You'll find a lot of people at the uni are putting their um, pronouns regardless of how they are identified, whether they're cisgender or transgender or gender diverse. They're putting their pronouns in and that's just a really nice way for it to be just part of our culture and that's the good thing to have an accepting culture because I feel like that's the important thing you know for people that aren't maybe in directly in a queer sort of community is to sort of be able to wait a small little signal to say hey I'm totally going to respect the fact that you have potentially different pronouns to me yeah and it's a question a lot of people ask of like how can I be a good ally and that's a really easy way to be a really good ally is to help normalize things like declaring what your pronouns are at the beginning of an introduction. Absolutely. And, you know, what are the, where are some of the best places to get, uh, get that sort of queer focus, I guess, support on, you know, on campus or through the uni? Yeah, so there's a couple of places. Um, for students, um, I would direct you to the university's Pride Club. So it's a student-led group and they do lots of queer-focused events. They monitor the Rainbow Room, which is the uh, Sir Duncan Memorial Room, which is a nice little queer study space, social space for staff. And I'm pretty sure students can join as well. The Ally Network is also a great initiative. Um, this is a collective advocating for and providing a space for queer students and staff members. They do a lot of the events you'll see on campus. So Eater Hobbit, um, they've done big rainbow um, chain link events and giving out donuts and, you know, pronoun pins and all of that sort of stuff. So they're two really good organisations at the university doing stuff. And you sort of mentioned that idea of being an ally. What can people do to sort of make other students feel welcome, people from all walks of life, you know, when they are going to uni? Yeah, I think regardless of where you come from and who you're interacting with, be kind to everyone. We're all on different journeys and university can be an incredibly scary experience for some people. And for some people, you're going to be walking in with confidence, like you've got this, you've, you're third generation, you've done this, you know what it's all about. And just either way, all of this is, is still new. And so be kind. If you can see somebody is struggling, you know, be a friend. You know, if someone's sitting alone and looks very uncomfortable in a room, then, hey, do you want to sit with me? Or, you know, like buddy up in a chute because um, that, that will really help you um, and it'll really help them. And you never know, you might make a new friend along the way and that friend will go with you all the way through your new career. Most importantly, we want the university to be a safe space. So if you ever see anyone not adhering to the university values, particularly respect, integrity, collegiality, speak up. If it's silence and no one says anything, nothing can ever be done about that. The university has a no tolerance policy when it comes to harassment or discrimination. Uh, security on campus are really lovely and really helpful. If you ever need to get some assistance then and there, their security office is around, they walk around campus and they're more than happy to help if um, you need it. Also, if something does happen in, say, a class or something like that, Try and de-escalate the situation. Don't make a big bit bigger and reach out to your tutor or your lecturer because they've got the capacity to then go, okay, well, these are the next steps. 
um, try not to make things bigger <laughs> than they I should guess be. try not to put yourself in a yeah. situation you don't have don't, to be yeah, in. Don't, they don't, can take care of it. Yeah, don't like put yourself in the situation, don't put yourself at risk, but look out for each other. Bringing it up to somebody who can do something is really important, um, whether that is security or your lecturers. Also, if something does happen, the university offers free counselling for students, um, which is a really great resource. So whether that's, you know, a conflict has happened or you're having a hard time adjusting, reach out to the counselling services. They'll probably have some strategies that, that can apply to you directly. Thank you so much. As we've mentioned, O-Week really is the best place to get a head start on all things uni and U of A's O-Week will be kicking off on the 19th of February. Across the week, you'll find activities to acquaint yourself with your faculty, other students and your campus, as well as every student's favourite thing, free food. O-Week is the best time to walk around campus with tours on offer and guides to answer all your classroom finding questions. And if you have any accessibility queries, there will also be accessibility tours available. Monday the 19th will be a day for everyone to come along, check out the North Terrace campus, play some games and meet other new students just like you. Each faculty will be putting on information sessions and welcomes for you to learn more about your program. And kicking it off on Tuesday will be the Faculty of Science, Engineering and Technology. Wednesday, the Faculty of Arts, Business, Laws and Economics. And Thursday, the Faculty of Health and Medical Sciences. Check out the O-Week page on the U of A website to see when our Waite and Roseworthy campuses will be open for O-Days full of tours, program sessions, social activities and, of course, a free lunch. And please keep in mind that some events require registration, so be sure to check before you make your way there. Other transition events for postgraduate students, mature-age students and country and regional students are available beginning mid-February. Now, you might be thinking, if I have any other questions about uni, what do I do? Well, you can head to Ask Adelaide in person or online. I like to think of them as the Google for the University of Adelaide. If you go to student.ask.adelaide.edu.au, you can ask Adelaide any question about uni. And if you'd prefer to talk to someone in person, head into the Ask Adelaide desk at Hub Central. There'll be plenty of people there to help you. That's all we have time for. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of Take Note. This episode was produced by Grace Atta and myself. And if you enjoyed the show, then please follow us on Spotify so that other students can find us too. You can also head over to Instagram where you can follow us at uoa.oncampus and feel free to DM us there with any thoughts on the show. We'd love to hear what you think. See you next fortnight for another episode of Take Note. Take, 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 take